0: Okay, the Strong Calm Podcast is live. Strong Calm Podcast. Uh, we talk strong communication, strong community building, and how those two things build strong company. That's what I'm all about. That's what I'm all about. And this episode is kind of an update episode. It is a QA and a episode just kind of a hybrid. I've I've, I've got some notes for actual podcasts uh, here that I'm going to do. I'm recording this live on Instagram at the moment. So if you're hearing this post edit, uh, some of the interactions will be from my Instagram account at Aaron Dunn Works. It's 12 p.m. on this Saturday. And I was going to record like just a regular episode. And then as I often do, I get a moment of inspiration and then think like, oh, how about I just Change directions completely, and that's just how things go but um, that's what I love about having your own your own thing and that's why I encourage you if you have yet to do so uh, to to build your own thing, build your own uh, brand, build your own way of sharing your thoughts, your own communication, your own community, and therefore your own company, whether that's the company like your business or the company that you keep. That's what I'm all about doing is helping you strong your calm, calm, the root word for together or in common. And so uh, a little bit of update housekeeping, as many podcast hosts say, and that housekeeping would be this. I got a new job. That's why that's part of the reason why I've been a little bit late on and a little bit inconsistent on the episodes and things. Um, I, I, I try to pump out a episode a week, but you know schedules are definitely changing, and when schedules change, it makes it a little bit more difficult to schedule something and and, and make something happen uh, like that, especially with interviews, because then you have multiple schedules to consider. So that's a little bit of a reason why you haven't had uh, why I haven't been able to share and upload. A uh, podcast episode in a while, but, um, you know, added to that, my wife also changed position. So this summer has been a little bit of a, a transitional summer for us in our careers, my wife and I. And, uh, but both are, are good transitions. They had opportunity, we had opportunities come about and we decided to take them after much consideration. And, um, You know, happy to report that we're both happy with them. That's a good thing because, hey, Caitlin, what's going on? Um, I was, uh, uh, we're, we're both happy with them because, you know, they're, they're very, very recent. I just started mine in July 1st. So, uh, a month in, and I'll share a little bit more about that. Some things that I'm, uh, learning. Caitlin, if you have a question, ask a question. This is a Q and a episode. So I know that you've asked me questions before you asked a great question on your story earlier. So if you have any questions for me at the moment, feel free to, uh, ask me a question and I'll answer it. Um, and this will be an actual podcast episode. So just doing some new things today felt like creating something. It's been a little while. So, um, let's see here, uh, to, to, I also have, if I was afraid that nobody would join the live stream. So in the, in the happening that nobody joined the live stream, um, I actually brought my own questions. So I'm that kind of person. I won this, uh, table topics thing at a, uh, networking event in Longview. It was like a chamber networking event and it was an excellent door prize, super awesome door prize. Shout out to the Morgan Stanley rep, uh, for doing this, uh, door prize. Skyler. what's up, dude? If you have a question, ask me a question. I'm, 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 I'm answering questions. It doesn't doesn't have to be marketing questions. They can be any questions and I'm going to answer it. I'm putting it on wax and then, um, and then, um, we're going to upload it later. I'm just doing some catch up, doing some fun stuff. So thanks for joining the live. So, uh, in the meantime, while the questions do or don't roll in, I'm going to answer this question just for fun. Uh, what are you doing when you feel the most present? This is from table topics and it's going to be backward. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, uh, from table topics, what are you doing when you feel the most present? And, um, I encourage you to answer these questions as well. If you get to them in the pod, shout me out at Aaron Dunn works and I'll shout you out. So, uh, to answer the question, what am I doing when I feel the most present? Um, I am not on my phone. That's the first thing I think of is uh, when, what am I doing when I'm not, uh, what am I doing when I feel the most present is I am not on my cellular device. The last time I felt like present was with my wife. We went out on a date. And when it's date night, when we declare it like, oh, we're going on a date, an intentional, um, you know, curation of romantic time so to say. That's not my definition. Um, it's not a hard definition. But when I go on a date, when we go on a date, we do uh, make sure that we put the phone down uh, for an extended period of Of time when we're at dinner or we're watching a movie or we're doing something like that. So that's typically when I feel the most present, when I'm away from my phone, when I'm away from a screen. Now I do feel present at this moment, staring into a screen for oddly, uh, 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 oddly enough. Um, but at the same time, um, it can be difficult to be locked in to a particular thing when you have distractions happening. So, uh, what am I doing when I feel the most present? I am at, uh, I'm away from, from a screen. Uh, I also feel present when I'm working out. Um, even though I've been, I've been trying to get away from, um, listening to music or podcasts because I'm not as in my body as I probably should be while I'm working out. Um, but, um, you know, working out is definitely something I'm, I'm present in the moment in and then, um, Hey, what's going on? If you have a question, ask it, I'll answer it. Um, but, um, (laughs) uh, see, I got distracted by my phone here. Um, but, um, also, instead of, uh, besides working out away from my phone, besides working out, I'm also longboarding is, is a thing that I'm getting back into. I just got a new longboard and I haven't been on it enough because for variety of reasons, uh, schedules and stuff like that. But uh, that's another time I feel really, really present because you have to be. And if you're not present at that moment, you just fall off and skid something. So definitely been the victim of that. Crystal, if you have a question... I'll answer it. Oh, Kaylin has a question. See, I'm not all alone here. What's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome lately? The biggest challenge... Okay, good question. The biggest challenge that I've had to overcome lately... Let me think. What's the big challenge? The biggest challenge that I've had to overcome lately... It's probably been the new position that I'm in. Um it's 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 the the biggest challenge. I guess just uh being in the midst of a job change, learning a new industry. That's been something that's challenging. Um you know the the company that I work for actually it's technically two businesses. So uh it's a manufacturing company of oil and gas equipment as well as a freight brokerage, which are two completely different businesses. And thus you know they one's been around way longer than the other and one it, they both need different strategies. Uh, they both need they both serve completely different customers. Um, so that's the, the most challenging thing that I've had to overcome lately. just the learning curve of two separate industries that I really know nothing about and then applying everything that I do know in, in, in marketing and brand to those things. That's been the most challenging thing, but in that, it's been really, really fun. So it's been you know some sources of, of stress, but it's a fun stress. It's a good one. So thanks for your question. Yo, thanks for joining. I'm, uh, doing a quick Q and a, uh, episode for the podcast. Um, how did you start the podcast? What made you want to start? Thanks for the question. Um, so how did I start the podcast? So I started the podcast as a, as sort of like I started this Q and a, which was, I went in with a particular like plan, uh, to do something. And then I did something completely different. And that's what this podcast has been since the beginning. Um, I started on the Anchor app. Anchor.fm started as a audio social network. It was an attempt to do it like an audio version of Twitter, essentially, but failed to uh, catch on. And then they pivoted the, 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 the app into a let's empower everybody to start a podcast so once they started doing that I was like wow I've been a fan of podcasts for probably five years at this point it's been uh the way that I learn a lot of stuff and um I've I've just enjoyed podcasts for a very very long time I guess I'm more of an auditory learner and I said and I've been a, a guest on a podcast before um But I never said, and I have an audio background because I started in music production, but I never said, Hey, yeah, I'm going to do this because I didn't have many resources. So, uh you know, what Anchor does is it's an app on your phone. And literally, if you have some earbuds uh, and, or a decent, you know, some some decent headphones, um, you, can, you can start recording yourself pretty well. Or if you just have your phone, you can do it that way. So what I did, if you go to the early episodes of the podcast, uh, I'm literally like walking around my house and spouting off crazy ideas. And uh, that's how I started. I just started putting stuff out because I knew that nobody would be listening to the first few of them. And what I'm finding out now is that you know the more successful the podcast gets uh, the more likely people are going to go check those out which is uh which is kind of weird but at the same time it is the evolution of strong calm it started out as i don't even know what the first name was but uh it, it it started out as something else and as i as i did the creating of the content i started to learn i started to learn the content that i actually wanted to create and the problems that i wanted to help solve and um the thing the the ideas so i always encourage you if you're interested in or thinking or curious about creating a podcast to just do it because what you'll what you'll find is exactly what you want to do is a little to the left or the right of what you start doing anyway so it'll continue to evolve but you will never evolve if you don't start uh now so that's how I started the. Uh, that's how I started the podcast. I wanted to start because I guess I'm interested in. Um, I'm just interested in communication. I love communicating with people. I, I, you know, the benefit of being a 29 year old person um, and evolving with the internet, I've been able to learn a lot about myself within it, and um, you know, I have been interested in sharing my thoughts or, uh, creating stuff, um, and posting it online, um, and sharing it with other people since I was a kid. So it started out with, you know, video games and things like that. Um, you know, and then, and then, you know, as I'm sure many listeners, uh, can relate, uh, AOL instant messenger and chat rooms. And then I started on, uh, making Photoshop creations, I started creating uh, signatures for forums. And that was really a good creative outlet for me. And, uh, you know, forum signatures and things like that, creating different aliases and making things uh, around that. And then, you know, Zanga pages and MySpace and then music and all those things. So I've for, for the past 10 years or so, uh, well, better part of, uh, 15, I've been interested in creating stuff and then sharing it with other people online and seeing how people interact with it and hopefully people enjoy it. But it's just all been an expression of, you know, what I, what I love to do. So, um, you know, it's, it's an, it's the natural next step, I suppose, for me in, in that process. So, um, let's see if you got a question, I will answer it. Um, love to interact. This is fun. This is fun. So thanks for uh, asking. Um, let's see. Caitlin, question number two, what have you been reading lately? That is a good question. I've been reading a lot of articles for work. Um, but, you know, on a less, you know, boring topic, I just bought a book. Uh, I I've been listening to a book. I got audible for, they had a prime deal for like the first three months was like five bucks, something like that. And, um, so I got, uh, the culture code, Which has been extremely interesting. Um, Wish I bought that book, you know, long uh, sooner. Um, It's all about creating communities, which I'm passionate about. Want to learn more about? It's about creating positive and high-performing cultures within workspaces, I suppose, uh, or, you know, they, they do a lot of examples. The author provides examples of, you know, the San Antonio Spurs and how they built a winning culture and things like that. So it talks about belonging cues, um, how, how to pretty much foster positive cultures and influence cultures in a positive manner and, um, um, notice when cultures are bad and how to combat that. Um, It's, it's, it's got a lot of great techniques and tools and things like that to, uh, to build, build culture and community. And it's been really insightful. So for somebody like me, who's passionate about creating positive cultures, uh, thinks a lot about it and would like to see more positive communities online, translate online, help businesses create those cultures and communities online for their business. Um, it's been a really interesting read. Another uh, book that Andrew Souza, um, who might check this out later, um, he recommended not too long ago was Fierce Conversations, and I've I bought that book from uh, Half Price Books just recently. I just haven't uh, opened it up yet. Fierce Conversations, obviously interested in in that considering the podcast, uh, but also just having you know good good conversations with people. I love having intentional conversations, which is another reason why I think podcasting is the platform uh, for me. So, uh, Brand ZHD, uh, if you're still watching, man if you have a question, uh, any question like, you know, how tall are you or whatever, uh, I'll answer it. So, uh, I appreciate you uh, tuning into the live. Um, what music are you listening to these days? I'm always listening to, uh, the new rap albums. Um, I was just talking like, uh, about this to my cousin, uh, shout out to Zach. He, uh, was in town briefly And that was an awesome, uh, awesome time. Got to spend with him outside of Christmas. That's usually when I see him. But uh, I was talking to him and, you know, my music listening habits is, you know, I listen to a lot of hip hop music, but I only listen to it like once or twice unless I really enjoy it. And so the most recent thing, I've been listening to Rick Ross, Port of Miami 2, that release. And then I listened to uh, Ugly God, who's a Houston rapper that he's been not putting out music for a while but he put out uh, a an album finally and he's you know uh hit or miss on most of his stuff other than that i'm listening to uh, if i'm not listening to the latest hip hop Albums or semi latest hip hop albums, um, you know, like Big Crits, new Crit is Here is really good. Been enjoying that. Um, I'm listening to uh, electronic music and instrumental electronic music at that. I've got a Spotify playlist called Office Hours that has a lot of music on there that I've been collecting, and I get I, I listen to that to kind of get into the workflow in the work zone if I'm doing some stuff that doesn't require audio. Uh, like if I'm writing or designing something or, um, or what have you, I just, I just need something in the background. That's what I'm listening to. Um, I could, uh, so like artists, like, uh, there's a good group called Gidge, uh, Weevil, W E V A L. Uh, I haven't checked out That's a great question. I haven't checked out the new NF, unfortunately. Um, that guy's been, I've been watching NF for a long time, but I haven't really checked out his albums because I don't relate to his albums very well. Um, so it's hard for me to like make it through them. Uh, I, I wanted to check out this most recent one because he went number one and, um, I've been aware of him for such a long time, but, uh, I just haven't just because of the subject matter. Just it, it doesn't relate to me. I, I value what he does. I respect what he does, but I don't know. It's something with, with, um, really fast rapping and, um, and that subject matter of like, Nothing wrong with it. Again, uh, I think it's awesome. It's just not something that uh, I'm I'm regularly relating to. Not like I relate to like selling drugs or anything like that. But <laughs> uh, it's not something I'll check out. But since you mentioned, it, I definitely will check it out. As far as Chance the Rapper, okay. So hot takes here, hot takes here. Chance the Rapper's album is a the weirdest album I've heard in the last months. Um, I was listening to it, uh, alone and with my wife and she didn't have very many comments on it. Um, but you know, she wasn't really paying attention to it that much, but I kept turning to her and I was like, this is the craziest album I've ever heard. It is just ridiculously off the wall. Not what I expected in a way. Um, but I didn't go into it with a lot of expectations. Um, I loved coloring book. I listened to acid rap back when it came out um like once maybe and it was all right and i like chance's features um i like chance as an artist he is uh i think a you know he provides some something fresh to the to to the industry but the album itself was tough to get through one it's 22 tracks long and that is a really really long album um two it is a very, very happy album and there's nothing wrong with that. I thought like, I loved, um, I can't bring it up right now, but I love some of the tracks on there, like, um, eternal. And I, I think like he, he provides such a unique voice on like being, a uh, you know, in a marriage and things like that. I, I think it's really, really great. But it to me was such a, um, it was such a, like, I felt like it was, uh, it was harder to relate to because I just didn't ever feel like I was getting connected to a a story. It was more like, it was, it was like watching fireworks. Essentially. It was just like, you know, uh, wow, that's, that's really pretty or wow. That's really loud or wow. That's, you know, something interesting. And then it goes away and then you're like, well, what do I do with that now? I guess I just wait for a while. Like I never got into the drama of the actual moment, so um, it was it, it it was hard. And I, I want to revisit it, but it is so much, and I, I don't know what to like. I don't know what the proper when do I listen to like I, I don't understand when I when to listen to a album like that to me. So that's kind of how I thought about it. It was just a lot. It was just a lot, and I don't know if I could revisit it because there were some tracks on there that were were good. I'm not going to just sit and hate on it, but it was just not something that's got a lot of replay value for me because, and I've heard this from other reviewers and and stuff, where it's like, you know, Um, I love my wife, but I don't love Chance's wife. I don't even know who that person is. So it's really hard to relate. Like if he was talking about like marriage and stuff, that would be kind of cool because, you know, I'm married. But at the same time, he was mainly talking about his marriage and that's just not good. So kind of providing a good amount of value here. Like I always, I, to me, he didn't put enough effort into making sure that these were songs that the audience would really love um and not that that's his ultimate you know responsibility um as an artist you want to express yourself but um I can see why people were kind of hating on it because it was hard to relate to so um it is good And yeah, NF and chance at the at you know on the on the same week, that's you're very right. Two different sides of a of a coin. It's definitely like you know black and white, uh, not in the racial. I mean, it is in the racial sense, but not what I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want to read this random question from Table Topics here because there's not another question. If you have a question, I'll answer it. This is a Q and A episode. Uh what adjectives do you hope describe you when you're seventy-five? Okay, so what is an adjective? Gotta gotta remember what an adjective is. I think it's like a descriptive term. Um So an adjective. Lightbox, what's up, fam? If you got a question, I'll answer it. Um a word or phrase naming an attribute. Yeah. Okay. Just make it sure I, I love definitions, even though I've like, if I know it, I like looking it up just to, as the prompt. So what adjectives do you hope describe you when you're 75? Um, let's see. How about, um, let's see. I'm 75. I'm old I'm sitting in a rocking chair, probably. Um, I think I want to be known as like caring, genuine, I want to be known as somebody who was um, honest, reasonable, creative. Those are some that come to mind. Uh, I'm going to go to the, oh, there's like a question card here. Oh my goodness. Caitlin's hit me with all the questions. Uh, So what's the next slam or open mic you'll be doing? Okay. So I'm glad you asked that because there is one coming up. So I actually wrote a poem. Uh, I've got a poem in my pocket and I'm going to say it at this uh, open mic that's happening on Wednesday, I think. Of this, of this upcoming week, it's called "Bite the Mic" at um, Boards and Bites Cafe. Uh, a friend of mine is putting it together, and I'll be sharing that more often this week because it's happening this week, and uh, want to you know want people to show up. So, I've got a brand new poem um, that is a that is inspired by the recent tragedy in uh, El Paso and Dayton, called "Talking Points." and I'm going to be sharing that poem there. I'm um, hopefully going to share a video of that poem uh, coming up here very, very soon as well, wanting to get that recorded, but I got to start memorizing that. So um, that's, that's the next Slammer open mic I'll be doing. Uh, Boards and Bites, Cafe, Bite the Mic. If you, if you search it on Facebook, you'll be able to find it. And what's the latest with the poetry? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, same question there. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's, I'm really excited about this poem because I haven't wrote a poem in a long time. I've been kind of slow on the poetry writing because of the podcast. And, you know, I started, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, Caitlin included, you know, met me through and connected with me through. And, uh, I've made so many good friends and connections through poetry. And it's been something that hasn't been on the forefront because I'm just interested in like too many things and doing too many things. So, um, so I'm really excited that I were, I, I was able to kind of get into that again. Um, Anytime I've got a new poem, it's it's an exciting thing because I, I don't like saying the same things over and over when I think I feel like e- even though this is totally wrong and I would totally tell somebody else completely, you know, uh, I, like I'm not listening to my own advice, uh, like nobody's probably heard most of the poems that I would, you know, share that I think are old, but it's hard to get excited about something that, um, isn't that new, or at least you have something new to, to kind of, uh, put around the old stuff. So I'm excited about sharing some of the older poems with this brand new poem that I've got, uh, put together. It is, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, fun to do. Um, even though, um, the events that inspired it aren't that fun, but that's sometimes the nature of the beast, especially with poetry. So, and yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to share it on the podcast or not, but, um, I'll definitely share it in a video. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to ask another question to myself. If you've got another question, I'll answer it. Do you believe that giving makes you rich is from table topics here. Do you believe that giving makes you rich? Yes uh, wholeheartedly believe that giving makes you rich. I'm not rich, uh, by any means, but I have experienced an increase in income, uh, directly from giving people things. So, um, I feel like I give, you know, value, in at least I I try to give as much value as I can, um, with my, you know, limited knowledge and experience and expertise and background, um, based on what I'm, what I know and what I'm into and what I've learned on this planet so far. And I've directly benefited from those things. The last three jobs that I've gotten have been a result of doing things like this. Um, you know, not Q and A's, but, um, sharing what I know and what I've learned and in, in, in the interest of benefiting others. So giving of myself and my knowledge and my time and expertise, um, you know, that has created numerous opportunities for me and, um, I'm not rich yet, but I definitely know that that has, uh, been something that's benefited the rich giving. So keep giving. Um, but give for giving's sake, not for riches. Um, I do this because it's fun. What's Crystal? What inspires you? Um, lots of stuff inspires me. Um, I'm inspired by people doing, doing things when other people are doing, are, are in their work. When other people are, uh, living their, their truth, I guess, which is like the most general crappy, like way of th- <laughs> saying it I guess but like when when other people are doing their thing like they're not thinking of anything else but what they love to do like um there's a lot of people on Hit the Bricks right now uh locally in Tyler Hit the Bricks is a local event where you know vendors and painters and artists and just anybody who has something to to bring bring something so I love to see people in their element building their thing doing their stuff communicating what they want to communicate and uh Giving to others, benefiting others with what they know and the resources that they have. So anytime I see that happening, I'm inspired and I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do. You know, that 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 gives me fire that fuels me up. And that's why I want to get other people to do that. Uh, you know, and, and I encourage anybody who I feel has some type of specific knowledge that I find valuable to share it more often because I know that it will kind of spread like wildfire in a, in, in, a, in a way. So that's what inspires me. People who are, who are building great things greater than themselves or on, on the path to building things that are greater than themselves. That's what inspires me. Thanks. Uh, what's been your favorite part of the writing poetry podcast journey? Hmm. Um, my favorite part is I, I never knew that it would get me where I am today. Um, not that I'm again, not like I'm on, I've arrived anywhere. Um, but I think that's, that's the thing. I didn't know it would, be of such benefit to me so fast, I guess, or I, I guess it's like I wanted to be recognized for poetry in a way, and because it's fun and something that I feel like I've gotten better at, and podcasting too. Like I, I wanted to um, contribute to uh, my community through a podcast because it's something that I understand how to do, and the my favorite part has been how it has benefited other people when people tell me that, you know, Hey, I learned something from your podcast or I really like it's, it baffles me to know that other people are actually listening to me say things and then actually saying that they're valuable to them. So, you know, that's been my favorite part, just understanding that, Hey, wow, there is some, some value here. Um, figuring that out. My second favorite part has been that, you know, I've, I've, I've been able to experience, you know, other people doing things because of the things that I'm doing, other people are inspired. So like, that's, that's really encouraging to me. And then there's been a lot of personal growth that I've experienced through this whole process, uh, poetry, especially, you know, I've been able to, you know, really, it's been a very constructive outlet to learn about myself. Um, that's really what, poetry has been for this whole time. And then podcasting, it's been something that has, um, that has really opened up a lot of opportunities and in, in different ways. Um, so, you know, the opportunities that stuff creates and the, the development and growth and not only myself, but other people, which again is why I encourage anybody, uh, and everybody to, strong, their calm and communicate, uh, and, and, and get out there because it is a, it's really a beneficial thing for everybody involved. Thanks for the question. Uh, Kaylin asks, what is my next big goal? My next big goal is to, is to, let's see, personal, personal goal is let me think. I mean, I, I think keep on keeping on is, is one of the things it, like I'm really, really grateful. Um, and I think, uh, for the opportunities that I have, I really am in a great position in, in terms of like, you know, a great point in my life. I'm, I'm very thankful. So squeezing the moment, um, is really what my big goal is. Nevin, what's going on? If you have a question, um, I'll answer it. So personally, my next big goal is to really just savor this moment in time of my life. I'm about to turn 30 and I will, um, and, and, you know, that's whatever that is. It's, it's something that it's like, wow, I've done all this stuff at 30 and I, I just want to give thanks. Um, so really just, soak up the moment that I'm in because you know I have my health my family has their health my extended family has their health um and really just be sure that I'm 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 I keep doing those things and keep everything in proper perspective. So my personal next big goal is, is to do that is to just really keep everything in perspective and, um, stay grounded and, um, keep contributing and, and not change much because things are, things are going well, not want from, from much else than what I already have, because what I already have is, is more than what I thought I was, able to get, um, or qualified to get. And so I want to make sure that I'm just giving thanks, uh, professionally. I want to expand the podcast and dominate the world. So, (laughs) uh, jokes aside, but like, uh, professionally, you know, I want to really make a positive impact where I work, uh, make a, make a very big positive impact where I work because these are two, um, not like problems in the sense of puzzles, um, that I want to solve in a really, really effective way. And they're really interesting. So I want to really commit and double down and and get extremely good at the job that I have right now. And then as I'm doing that, build out a, a process and a system that could help, uh, individuals do the same. So, um, that's kind of what my, um, that's, that's the professional goal is to, you know, kind of keep doing this and grow the podcast in a way that it becomes a, a valuable resource to our local community. So, uh, you know, a, a greater resource to where it's like, you know, in addition to the newspaper and what the Tyler loop is doing, um, I want to provide a unique experience, um, and a unique value to the local community, um, uh, in, in a, in a modern way that could benefit a lot of people. So that's professionally what I want to do. Are you plugged in via a, I rig to, no, I'm not. I'm actually recording this. Um, I'm, I'm recording this as an audio file. And then this is just my phone mic that I'm using Devin with the tech questions, content Kings. If you got a, if you got another question, I'll answer it. Thanks for uh, answering or asking questions. Um, Let's see. I've got. Uh, I brought my own questions though. So <laughs> I don't know. If this is weird or what? Table topics. Shout out to Morgan Stanley. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the podcast, although they could be. No, could they? I don't know. Uh, what's your favorite family tradition? My favorite family tradition is the fact that we don't really have one I don't know I don't really we don't really have one Um, a family tradition I guess a family tradition is going to our lake house Um, even though we don't do it very often um, we're very untraditional in terms of traditions so uh, I've learned is that uh, we don't ever do anything on a schedule because we're all on uh, our own schedules and it's really hard for everybody to get together and I think that's you know the case for most families but our favorite family tra- my favorite family tradition is everybody getting together at uh, the lake house that my parents got us instead of going on vacations every year they decided to buy a, a lake house and um, and that's what we did for vacation so got a lot of good memories out there and it's always great to to get out. Um, oh yeah, that would be cool if I brought in music uh, via an iRig too. I might have to do that one day. That's that fancy stuff that I just, I wish I had a guy like, like you, that would be like, yeah, let's do it that way. And I'm, I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. Um, it's just, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I, I'm continually battling the, you know, production value, like production quality and just do it thing. Like it's always a balance between like, I just need to get this out there, uh, versus like, Hey, I want this to be like supreme quality. Um, it's always a delicate balance. And I'm actually going to shift that here pretty soon. Uh, somewhat announcement, breaking news, um, the podcasts. So I love doing, you know, weekly episodes, but it's really hard to schedule to coordinate schedules with a new guest every single week. And so, um, I'm going to switch how I do that a little bit. So what I'm going to try and do for the next episode is schedule an extra hour. So I am going to schedule two hours of podcast time or at least an hour and a half. So I extend the amount of content we're able to grab in that, in that span of time. Um, typically the segments last around 20 minutes each. So that'll give us a little bit more time to go in depth uh, and add another segment. And I'm going to break up the episodes into four pieces and I'll post produce uh, the, the interview with some thoughts. So for example, somebody will come in I will, we'll, will will add a, a drive aspect, uh, talk about what, you know, they're dedicated to their relationship building, um, what makes them, you know, them, their integrity, their volition, their enthusiasm, their values within the drive framework. Talk about that. And then go in depth with communication, community building and company and really segment each episode in a four week span. So you'll get to know the person in the first segment and it might be, you know, 20 minutes uh, of podcast time and then 20 minutes of Uh, communication and go really deep into, uh, how they communicate, what, you know, they do online and that kind of stuff, their tactics and advice. Um, and then, um, community building how they do that really well and then their company and how all that ties in so do like a 20 minute segment broke off and at least that's what i'm going to do for the next like two podcasts and see how that goes it'll be better to organize for people uh and and a little bit easier for people to consume uh instead of like a one hour podcast each time so that's kind of the 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 future of the podcast what i'm looking into doing um And then uh, we'll just see, it it might change uh, after that, but that's what I'm thinking um, a little bit. And I'm gonna get more uh, actual industry experts. So like, I love connecting with community leaders I don't know how exactly I'm going to interplay that. Uh, I love connecting with community leaders that communicate really well, but I want to get in with more creative people and people who are in the marketing industry and and that kind of thing to help more people uh, brand themselves online. So just kind of niching it a little bit more Um, my alternate with like a, a true community leader as well. Like somebody who's like within like, like the mayor I'd like to, you know, martin hines uh shout out (laughs) love to talk to you um but yeah so that's what you can expect um what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to favorite podcasts to listen to are i like uh joe rogan he has some excellent guests and he is a excellent uh interview he knows i mean he's just one of the best in the game it's an easy one to suggest um Tim Ferriss, another excellent interviewer, and uh, you know, excellent guest, you know, a high quality guest. I don't listen to all of each of those uh, episodes, like because they're hours and hours long, and I'm not always interested in in the subject matter. But more often than not, they're um, who I'm paying attention to. I listen to Gary Vee Audio Experience. Uh, Gary V. is a great marketer, and um, I usually skip. Uh, what I usually do is I listen to his interviews uh, that he has with people and his uh, 4Ds, which is his consulting thing, because he gets really in the nitty gritty and the nuances. And I love that type of value because I can apply it to my own business uh, aspirations. Uh, I listen to the CMO podcast, which is a uh, you know, uh, Chief Marketing Officer podcast. They that's uh, all. CMOs uh, that are interviewed Those are some really great uh, You know interview Style podcasts Um, I listen to marketing school You might be picking up that I listen to A lot of just industry stuff um, Because that's what I That's what I'm into Um, What else I listen to Ben Shapiro For my politics Love him or hate him He's a strong communicator And pretty reasonable most of the time Um, and I listen to Joe Budden for hip hop stuff, CRS podcast for hip hop stuff. That's basically my podcast diet within a, within a given week or two. Uh, do you have any tips on how to facilitate a good interview? Like how to have good value added conversation that is natural and enjoyable while still staying highly focused on your topic? What do you do when podcast guests go off topic? How to stop them and rein them back in? Okay, great questions, Caitlin. Um, Still learning this every single day. So good value-added conversation that is natural and enjoyable, still staying highly focused on your topic. So what I've done with the Strong Calm Podcast and partly why I named it what I named it is because it it is generalized and it is specific. So Strong Calm, I took the root word because i'm a vocabulary nerd a poet and i said okay how can I so i want to talk about communication i want to talk about community building and i want to talk about how those two things build business that covers a few things covers marketing which i'm you know very interested in and, and knowledgeable about it covers community building which i'm not as uh you know, experienced in, but very, very interested in, in, in exploring and, and company. So I always touch on those three things and I use those as reference points. Sometimes I, I, um, I call them pivot points. So like, I I liken this back to basketball. If you're playing basketball, I remember when they say, okay, you've got your pivot point. So when you stop dribbling, when things stop happening, you can take like that one step and then you have to anchor you have to anchor on that one step and you can only pivot on that one step. So I suggest that you think of your pivot points for whatever subject matter you want to cover. So mine are communication, community building, and company. So at any given point, if I'm like, what do I do now? I can always pivot back to one of those things or segue into the next one. So, um, I think that's, that's one thing, um, is know what you're going to talk about before you even get there. Uh, number two is, uh, having a value added conversation is, you know, learning how, you know, learning and knowing what type of value that person brings before you interview them. So doing a little bit of research or, um, getting familiar with the work that that person does, um, the interviews that I've done, um, I've been a fan of these people for, you know, my life or they're, they're friends of mine, um, already. So most of the interviews that I, that I've uh, I've conducted with Strong Calm is these, these are people that I've admired from afar and I'm fortunate to be, have them as a guest on my show and get to have intentional conversations with them, which is what I want to do. I want to have intentional conversations. So um, I prepare I prepare them ahead of time and I prepare myself ahead of time. So I'm saying, I'm thinking to myself, what do I want to know from this person? What am I genuinely interested in this person to tell me and what do I think will be valuable to the people that I want to listen to my podcast. I think about, you know, not necessarily who is listening to my podcast now, but who, who do I want to listen to my podcast? So if, um, so, so I think about it in in that way, I do prep, uh, and, and look at their, you know, digital online presence for me, um, and, and see what I'm, interested in learning more about, like, why did you do that or this or that? And then I send them an email and a message prior to and say, okay, I don't send them actual questions. Uh, sometimes I do, but I'll say, Hey, these are three, these are the three things that I want to, to harp on. So communication, it's the general theme of the podcast, but in communication, I want to talk about this and that in a general sense, and then, and then kind of break it down in there and go to the nuances. Um, yeah, so I, exactly. Yeah. I don't send a, a, a specific questions but I do give hints at where we're going to go in the podcast. So I kind of wireframe it and then send it to them and say, this is kind of the direction that I'm thinking. What do you think? And then that gives them, even if it's like, because my processes aren't that great sometimes, even if it's like hours prior to the podcast, it at least gives them something to have in the back of their mind to give them some sort of like, okay, I know he'll ask me about that. So when I do, bat, you know, I do serve it up, you know, it's kind of an alley oop, and they can dunk, or you know, I just kind of give them a slow pitch, and they can they can knock it out of the park. Because my goal is not to have a have an inquisitive type. Uh, not inquisitive, but uh, an inquisition. Um, I want to have a exploration of what their expertise is for the benefit of everybody. I want to highlight them as an expert, and I want to give uh, the audience expert advice. Another thing that I've learned, and this is a a really specific tactic that um, that uh, I had to learn from experience, is if it's somebody, it's always valuable to have a conversation with the person. Um, um, multiple conversations, if you can, uh, over the phone or in person. So with friends, it's easy because I already know the pacing of their conversation, how they talk, all that kind of thing. But if it's somebody you don't interact with on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis or a month-to-month basis... It's really important, I found, to have at least one conversation over the phone um, just to give them extra prep, answer any kind of questions, but also keep them on the phone for a little while so you understand the pacing of how they talk. So then you can say, okay, this type of person has conversations like this, and you can kind of you can kind of pick up on their how they how they navigate conversation in a natural way, so then when the when you press the record button, you can say, "Okay, this person kind of he he or she might do run on sentences and they might need you to help them get out of that or they might repeat themselves and they might need you to interrupt sometimes to me, it's like it's good to." have silence and just listen. But sometimes people just ramble because they know they're on a podcast and they don't know when to stop. So it's good to know when and when that might happen. And it's best if you can kind of pick up on that prior to recording. So it doesn't seem like you you, you already know the pacing of their conversation. Um, so that's kind of how I think about and what I've learned in, in podcasting so far. It's It's the more conversations you can have with that person and prep them and have a subject and a third party kind of like, this is what we're doing, uh, to present, um, the, the more natural it will be, um, at the, at the end of the day. What kind of software and equipment do you use for recording my podcast? I use Adobe Audition, and um, that's that's what I use here at Innovation Pipeline. That's what they've got, and it's a great program. And I use the mics that are here. Uh, if I'm not using that, then I use... Um, I use my uh, what is it called Blue Yeti mic. Um, it's a good mic, but I don't recommend it necessarily for everybody because it's not a it's not the best case scenario for all scenarios. You got to know what room you're going to be uh, recording in. So the Blue Yeti it's a condenser mic, so it's it, it picks up a lot it it high quality sound, but it'll pick up all the sound, and you don't necessarily want that if you're in a busy place. So um, it's all about your environment. Uh, you might want to go with a dynamic mic, which is, uh, a little bit better, uh, in, in the different scenarios. So question and answer time. Thanks for all the questions, y'all. This is fun. Um, how do you stop them and rein them back in? Yeah. On the podcast question. Um, when, when I, I typically just try to, I, I listen to people. I look for the thing that really kind of creates that emotional response in me and say, oh, I want to learn more about that and then let them carry out their thought. And then if I have to, if I see them going off like a rabbit trail where like I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're losing that train of thought that I really had the the response to that I want to to." unpack a bit. I say, I just asked him, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's great. Let's go back to that. But I really want to know that kind of thing. Um, I kind of exercise it in that way. Uh, it's 1257 been here for about an hour. I'm going to keep, I'm going to cap this at an hour cause I can't believe, um, it's been an hour already. That's awesome. Um, I really appreciate y'all, um, tuning in live. It's been fun. I'm going to put this on the podcast later as well. And The last question that I'm going to ask myself, uh, if you have any other questions, you want to sneak them in, please do. Um, the last question I'm going to ask myself from table topics here is if you could have any view from your bedroom window, what would it be? And that view would be, um, mountains, mountains, pretty much anywhere, any kind of mountains. I'm game for that. And yes, time flies. Does fly when you're having fun. Hey, thanks for uh, being a part of this question and answer session on Strongcom Podcast. Never done this before. Might have to do it again. Um, it's kind of like an impromptu to thing. And uh, hey, don't forget strongmy.com. You'll get the Strongcom newsletter. You'll get uh, you'll you'll never miss an episode. Um, become a subscriber. I'd appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you guys for uh, interviewing me. Crystal, Caitlin, Nevin, who else? A few other people. Ask questions, I think. But, yeah, thank you so much. You guys uh, have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Keep your calm strong.